Welcome to the Call to Action Podcast, where we bring you incredible people and even more incredible stories with discussions and topics about what it takes to sacrifice everything to overcome hardships and failures to achieve success. Our guests heard the call. Now it's your turn. (laughs) Correct. I want to make sure that something you said, this is really important. Everybody always gives this advice about dating. Just be yourself. You know what? It's a lie. That's what what people tell people that don't have any other advice. Here's why. You've been yourself your entire life. And if you're still not successful at what you're doing, doing more of that isn't going to get you there. So there has to be an answer. Here's the thing. Be your best self. Be the self that is the marketing self that that can be the kind of person that attracts the kind of person you want to be with. Right. The reality is this. You know, Everything's women hold the cards in dating. They don't. Men do. But they but we've allowed ourselves as men to be convinced by the fact they do. But the fact is they don't. As soon as you don't care, as soon as the fact you realize that you're the the prize, you start acting a lot differently. Mm. You don't put up with a shit. I'll tell you a great story. Just, uh, I got a thousand of these. So I was dating Send this girl it. for a while. Yes, and, uh, we're we're driving around in her car, right? And the car is getting low on gas. So I pull in the uh in the gas station and I fill the car up and I go in to pay and she rolls the window and says, Hey, I don't, and there's all these people around. I don't ever put more than half a, a tank in my car. And I, I think about that weird thing to say first, right? I'm confused. So I go back and I say, <laughs> you will never talk to me like that again. Not ever. Never. This is your one time. Is that, is that completely clear to you? She goes, yeah. And I walk back in and I, back in and I pay. Now, when I tell people that story, especially like when I do seminars, they go, oh my God, big fight, right? No, we went home and had the best sex of our life. <laughs> but here's why. If you know what you're willing to, to li- what you want your life to be, how you want to live, that w- that's what makes you attractive to women. If you're willing to, to uh, just, you know, kind of be moved by every possible whim a woman has, there's no security. There's no way for her to feel safe. You take a woman and you ask her, let me ask, let me do this first. You guys, do you need to feel safe and secure to be in love? Yes. Yeah. So if you weren't safe and secure, you couldn't possibly be in love. No. You're wrong. You really could be. Why? You really could be. Because safety security has nothing to do with you and your emotional connection with another person. If you don't feel safe and secure internally by yourself, that's a different thing. But if you have confidence about yourself, cool. There's the distinction. But if the other person somehow doesn't make you feel safe and secure, that doesn't mean you can't love. But see, with women, it does. It's a very, very important key to how women actually do fall in love. Mm. They first have to feel safe and secure. In fact, I have a, a formula that I teach. If you want to build attraction in any woman, first make her feel safe and secure, and then you build rapport and connection. And that will lead automatically to attraction in every case. Your looks are almost irrelevant. Mm. Now, if you want to build love, you have to ramp that up. So you have to increase the amount of safety and security. But here's what, what people don't, what guys don't understand. You don't create security in women or safety, the sense of safety in women by being wishy-washy, by being, you know, motile to whatever situation comes up. You've got to have a set of standards. You've got to know where you are because women want that, that structure and they want, the, want that sense that you have that structure. Mm-hmm. When you have that, man, you become a compelling object to, to women. True. And it comes right off and you know instantly when somebody has that. When you will not will, are not willing to put up with every whim that comes up and you have a set of standards, 
comes right out. Do you, do you still teach this stuff today? I mean, do you still have people that come to you and, uh, and need help, et cetera, in these, in these areas of their life? You know, it's funny. I, I don't, I don't actively like do seminars or, or, uh, like series or education anymore. We're not doing shows directly about that right now. Um, but I still get uh, questions all the time. Mm. People write to me all the time. Of course, I answer the questions. Why not? Of course. Yeah, they they have questions or they want to know more information. I'll, I'll help anyhow I can. You know, it's stuff. I've answered over fifty thousand letters, from my readers, viewers, and listeners over the years. Yeah. Wow. wow, it's amazing. And these are people from all over the world, and they all have the same kinds of problems. What is the most recurring, common question that you get? Surely, there's something, and I bet that by answering that here today, you can probably respond to a lot of maybe internal dialogue. Let me break it up by men and women. The most common Mm. question response I get out of women, no matter where they are in the world, no matter who they are, is this. Why are there no real men anymore? (laughs) They all chop their dick off because they thought they had to. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Tug at your balls, man. You ever seen Letter Kenny? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Letter fucking awesome. It's awesome. Anyway. Yeah. So that that's a women honestly don't believe that they can find real men anymore. And listen, they're not wrong. You know, a lot of guys have no clue what it is to be men anymore. It's and true. the number one question that I get out of uh out of men tends to be, you know, how do I get a woman's number or how do I get a woman to do a thing? They think that that it's that you have to do something to move women. You can't push a chain, you can pull a chain. So you have to build the the things you need to be the attractive mm. sense that creates the power to move to move something around. Do you think the definition of being a man has has changed though? <laughs> oh yes, it has. Yes, it has. Um, today it's it's almost a punchline or or a negative thing. You know, the whole ma- toxic masculinity bullshit, right. which there's no such thing as toxic anybody, not masculine, not feminine, not anybody. Uh, but but that has been so why why do you think ingrained. that is? Well, this is why I wrote my first book, being a man in a woman's world. It really is a woman's world. If you think of any aspect of our culture, it has been heavily feminized. Education: sixty four percent of all graduates uh, out of university are women, not men. Mm. Uh, take a look at any uh, any industry. Education: we've we've worked so hard to. Uh, try to make little boys act like like girls. You know, we're we're giving them drugs to the point of trying to get them to calm down and be like like women. But when you, the three of us, you know, we're we're we have a little experience under our belts. You know, when we grew up, we we're bouncing off the walls and chasing things and knocking each other over, and and that that's how we learn. We're physical, active learners. If you take that out of us, we lose half the ability to learn right up front, and that's what school is for people today. Mm. You know, the idea that we can be so uh, agrarian and so, uh, manipulative to control. There, there was a, uh, there was a kid, a boy who was suspended because he had on zoom, he had a toy gun in the background. He was suspended from school. Oh, yeah. Well, but that's like, but they that's, think that's okay. They think it's reasonable. Yeah. This is the kind of mentality you're getting. But don't you think there are some like limitations to being if you don't believe in a toxic, let's say male or female, I mean, don't you think there's kind of a, a limitation to to understanding 
both sides of the coin. Like you don't want, it's, it's kind of like an extreme leftist versus a, a liberal, right? There's also the same thing to say about the right side, the conservatives. And then you've got what they, most people would quote and, and deem the, the KKK, if you will, essentially is like the far rights that would do anything. The extreme right. Exactly. I mean, but don't you think there's some similarities to like male and female as well? Like there's extreme I wouldn't say toxicity, if you will, but maybe just borderline insanity. Like, I don't know. What What do you think about those like crazy left and right, like feminist and, and I mean, also males. I mean, I feel like there there is a fine line, though. You know what I mean? Like you should still be balanced and know. And just like with the skill of being able to pull that out of your back pocket with dating, you should be able to pull out the quote unquote more male aggro versions of yourself because there are different versions of everybody, right? Like I have this show fun, you know, at least I think I'm fun and funny, but not many other people probably do, but it's okay. But I have this personality, but then let's say, you know, I'm on a jujitsu mat or I'm in the gym. Like I have a different version of myself that people wouldn't recognize. And I'm pretty aggro, like just to be straight up. But then there's, you know, with my wife and with my dogs, like I'm a, I'm a different, sweeter version of, of which, which I also like, like I have different versions, but don't you think there should be some kind of a balance? Again, it's a long winded question answer to myself, but you know, what, what are your thoughts on that as well? Well, you really answer the question yourself and, you, and you're exactly right. I mean, the reality is nobody is a static thing. There's not like one, Nick, even Nicolas Cage does other characters. You know, it's not, he's not the only, the only I thing would he disagree. does, right? <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Maybe subtle. Subtle. Yeah. Keanu Reeves. He's kick-ass, man. Yeah, Keanu Reeves is awesome. Show, the better you get at understanding yourself and at being the good things you already are, the more you have capacity to be other things. Mm. You know, you can be the guy who, you know, stands out when you need to, or that sits back and lets other people take the, the limelight when they need to. Right. You can be the person that, that really honestly appreciates when your buddy does a great job yeah. or when somebody that you hate wins, you can honestly say, you know what? That's good, good for him. Yeah. You know, you have that ability to do, everybody has that ability. If you will cultivate it and you'll accept it. If you think being one static mm -hmm. individual is the only way to be successful in any aspect of life, you've missed everything, man. It's not. You get to be weak sometimes and you get to be strong sometimes. The problem is when you have people, like for example, um, this kind of, this concept of toxic masculinity, the, the belief in the feminist world is that all men are rapists or racists or whatever. Uh, instantly you know you like i said before you can't categorize people that mm -hmm. way yeah there are some there are certainly some people like that but they're but you know what? this podcast is it racist is, man i'll tell you assholes look at this three white guys sitting around talking what the three hell man straight white guys like get out of here yeah, yeah. Let, let me let me go knock on my neighbor's door get him over here <laughs> it's true man but yeah but, but you know what look if you want to find the right right person for you and ben you've been married for a few years you know you i think you'll agree with this statement find the person you can be really strong with and really weak with 100% and you don't have anything, anything in between when they have your back, totally. when you're weak and when you've got their yeah. back, when, when you're strong, it's true. It's very true. So you're not That's doing it. seminars and, and teaching people, but uh, where, where's BAM Productions in all of this? I mean, are you guys, you guys have, have you trying to produce, I mean, you guys had a really great idea going with the YouTube channel. It stopped, you know, 10 years ago, whatever the case may be. Um, but I mean, are you guys trying to jet 
start anything in the future here? I mean, do you guys have any plans for the future? Reality TV, anything of that nature? I'll tell you, you BAM TV was actually a lot of things. We actually did a number of, we did uh, a whole bunch of TV shows. Mm. We did a bunch of radio shows. We did, uh, I mean, uh, both online and terrestrial uh, TV and radio. Uh, We did uh, uh, satellite shows. We had a lot of uh, YouTube products we put out, obviously. We did, uh, I've done over 6,800 hours of interviews like this. So just just interviews, you know, and, and of course I've been a host and guest and all that stuff on, on top of that. Um, we we currently we actually had a, uh, a reality show that was picked up a number of times. Now I'll tell you very quickly about the TV world. It's a very strange world it because is. there's limited inventory. Yep, inventory being the number of slots you have to put shows in. Right, we've got picked up. I don't know, almost a dozen times by really well known production companies. And, you know, they brought the product in to, to move forward. Well, you get right down to the end thing and they have like four or five or six or 10 products and there's only one slot to put it in. So the the possibility of getting a show in is very, very low, even if it's really great. What was the know, essence of your show? The again, oh, it was great. It was called Shock Doc. So it was two things. It was about how I dealt with my, my uh, uh, clients. First of all, my process in dealing with getting people straightened out is very different than, than you'd think it would be. Here's an example. Let's say a couple, let's say Ben, you and your, your wife are having problems. You came to me. The first thing you guys want to do is you want to sit down and say, well, that jackass said this, but her sister was, you know, and my thing is I slapped the ass. No, no, we, we don't do that here. So I would be much more likely to take you guys, give you an hour's worth of survival training and send you up in the mountains, let you find your way back. Hey, go. I need you back here at two o'clock on Thursday. Go. Wait a minute. The whole point of it is this. It takes something dramatic to change a dramatic situation. The reality is that the whole counseling industry is completely, well, I shouldn't say completely, but for the most part is inert and impotent because it doesn't take these powerful ways of solving problems. It wants to do everything by the, the smallest little thing out of fear of doing damage. But you know, the reality is when you bring strength out in people, you don't hurt them. You help them. The reason why you and your wife got together was because you found strengths in the other person that probably matched weaknesses you had, Mm -hmm. but also brought out the strengths you had. And then what happens when you've been together for 10 years, you start, you know, all that goes away because it's comfortable. There's no need to, you know, you start using the the same language that you're comfortable with, not what your partner's used to. It goes on and on. You're not listening to me on and on, right? As soon as you're in a situation where you have dire consequences to not succeeding, Mm all those things come back out and you start seeing your partner. Oh, I remember. That's right. That's who she is. That's who I am. And you change your relationship. You want to fix a relationship? There you go. So that's one, that was one part of the show. The other part was about my, uh, my office staff. I had three, uh, I had a receptionist, a uh, tough as nails, British uh, office manager. And then my um, super hot, you know, big titted, uh, uh, personal assistant. None of these girls got along. So the other part was about them and like hurting that set of cats. Jeez. So, so you were never, you were never able to put away and shelf shock dog. It was always on. Right. So like inside the office and outside. Yep. And in a lot of ways, inside the pants and outside the pants. Exactly. I I got a, you guys. So, so that never came to be. What was the last try that you guys uh, got in line with the production company? And then it just kind of didn't, didn't get pushed through to the final, final 
you know, two to three shows that had the slot. Yeah. Well, the way it works is you, you uh, take the show to a production company, mm-hmm. TV or whatever. And then, you know, they, they agree, you guys sign a contract. They'll, you're going to have it for some time, either like, so they opt to go right? two years. Well, yeah, you can, you kind of option the show. It's different than optioning a script. And we'll talk about that mm-hmm. in a second, but um, they, you agree via contract that they will then begin marketing that process for mm. you. Okay. And trying to get it, get it onto a network or whatever else. And there's a reason why you do that, not go to the networks. I don't get all that. It's very complicated. But bottom line is, um, you owe, me as the owner of the product, I want to try and do it for as little amount of time as possible. They want to do it for as much time as possible because it takes pressure off them. Anyway, so after that period of time, if they weren't able to get it moved and actually slotted, then the ownership of the product reverts back to the owner, me, so I can keep marketing it. Gotcha. And who knows? We've talked about going to Amazon and Netflix and stuff with it too. Maybe we will someday. I don't know. You guys should look into, uh, do, do you follow hey. any of the like current shows out there? Like, have you ever heard of the YouTube show? It's uh, it's fairly new. I'll send you a link if you haven't heard of it. It's called The Shit Show. And it's... I have heard of it. I don't know anything about my it. My God. So... It, it came up on my YouTube feed, uh, actually in research of, of you and, and the, the surrounding kind of environment of, you know, love and sex and talk shows, et cetera. And, uh, I gotta be honest. So it's, it's three females. And at first you look at the thumbnails and you're like, wow, those are, you know, hot women, you know, whatever. And you're probably, th- you know, initial thoughts are, they're probably, you hear them talk for a couple seconds. You're like, oh God, you know what what could come out of this useful they're they're great to look at and they're pretty funny at times etc but then if you watch a full episode man they're pretty so it's these three the the leader is julia her name is and then there's like becca the kind of like ditzier blonde on her one of her side and then they have another one bianca who's like a little more fierce and uh you know, she, she has her limitations with things and what she likes. She knows what she likes right? Rawr. and she won't do certain things, but the, the whole concept of it. So this, this woman, Julia, she started this thing called shag mag and it's, it's like, you know, it's kind of like the new modern twist of playboy, if you will. But, uh, the, the thing that the show does is like, they talk about the things that like women want, you know? in the bedroom, what they think about a man and attractive men. And then like the things that they like and don't like that you don't really get from, you know, your dad or your grandpa or your friends, because none of you really freaking know. And the only way that a lot of men learn these things are like porn sites. And that's the worst thing to do because most likely it's a subcategory of some crazy fetish that someone has. And that's not the reality. You know, it's not the reality of the bedroom. And so what they do from a woman's perspective, which is honestly brilliant and they're actually very smart they they are and uh they're very funny and after watching an episode i got hooked just like honestly learning and i'm like oh shit the psychology of women is much more similar to the male psychology than we thought yeah and my idea that i had i don't know if it's possible or not but you guys because you're 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 so good in front of the camera and you've got these uh funny kind of wild ideas not wild and crazy ideas but just the way you portray them they're they're just clever uh it would fit really in line you guys should hit them up and do a collaboration i don't know because they're their own network they're very they have a lot of followers on instagram that's kind of like where i think their thing started but their show just aired like they're they're probably 
10 episodes in and they've got over 300,000 followers. Uh, they're doing really well. You guys should hit them up and do something in line. I feel like it would be very spot on. They would, they would, uh, they would benefit from having someone yeah, like you on their network or something. You should do a subcategory of their show. I don't know. I'll tell you, we've done a lot of that over the, over the mm. years. You know, there's a lot of collaborations with products that, not that products are stale by any stretch. They're not stale, but they're, but they're open to really creative ways of managing things. And we've done lots of that. You know, a lot of our shows, we do that too. We bring things in. Mm. Um, one of the things I do on BAM TV is we always had, I have the super hot co-host, you know, and, and they, they come in, you know, cause all women think they're relationship experts. Right. And so then they usually, they're good at what they know, but that doesn't make them an expert. You know what right. I'm saying? So a lot of the show is about that stuff. Yep. And I'm sure there's a lot of that. I, I've got to check out the shit show now. I'm going to send you a cool. link, man. I, I think you really like it yeah, because do. it's not just like, they're actually really good at dictating the flow and the pacing of the show and the questions and how they struck. Like I was blown away at first. I was like, there's, this is a waste of time. And, you know, it's just, it's a, it's eye candy, but then you start, you're like, wow. And then, uh, you know, I have my favorite you know, co-host up there. And I'm like, wow, she like, I can't wait to see her. Cause she's actually really funny and she's got a little personality, et cetera. And anyways, you guys would crush it, man. I think you guys would do some good stuff. There is a market out there for great content and there's so such a lack of it right now. Always you know, look, look at what's happening. Frankly, the networks are just taken in the shorts because of places like Amazon and, and Netflix and YouTube. 100%. The reality is yes. there's a lot of creativity out there and they're doing amazing products, man. And you got to get out and find it because it's not going to be happening through the networks. Yep. What are some of your favorites? What do, you do? What, do you, what do you watch? Do you spend any time on YouTube? Do you spend any time across, across the kind of like internet of things watching videos? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, curiously enough, I, I do watch movies and TV and stuff. I, have, I, I keep up with the industry uh, primarily because I want to know what's happening and how the changes are going mm -hmm. on and where things are moving. You know, I, I do understand the economics of the, of the uh, world as well as the production component of it. Uh, plus my, my producer is also very heavily tied into it he, and God, is he good by the way, just another aside anyway. Uh, so yeah, no, I, I watch things like, uh, for example, on, on, I like to watch at night things about, um, you know, space and science, things like I'm into that kind of stuff. Ancient aliens. Uh, <laughs> ancient alien. Actually, that's, that's a good series. I've seen <laughs> it's that. So good. That's cool. So good. It's one yeah. of my favorites, um, especially toked up, man. Let's see what else do I, I tend to watch. You know, by the way, there's, let me tell you this. Did you, do you remember from a number of years ago, remember the marble machine? No. You, I'm sure you've seen this, this guy yeah. had this, this machine he made, he would spin it up by hand mm. and he'd start throwing levers and all of a sudden it'd play music by dropping marbles on various instruments, building. Oh, wow. If you haven't seen it, it's fantastic. I am. But what's cool about it, he had a lot of popularity. It was by, uh, he was with a band called Winter Garden out of, uh, I think it was out of Switzerland and uh, they did really well. He was the uh, the writer and and musician of the of the group. Then he built this marble machine and got great views on online. Well, he has worked now and he's built a brand new machine. And there's a whole series of videos that where he's going through all the various things that he's doing, the trepidations and the steps and all the complexities and fixing all the broken parts and things that didn't work right and learning how to. I mean, it's just an amazing series to watch. Um, and now he's he's incorporated people from all over the world to help him. Uh, build out elements of this stuff mm. and, and to CAD things. It's really amazing. You got to check that. Okay. Fantastic. As an engineer, man, I've really enjoyed those series and it's stuff that like is never going to be fit for cable TV because they'll think, Oh, there's too much of a limited audience for this. Nobody wants to know the how and the why. 
I want to know the how and the why. I yeah, love that stuff. And I really geek out on it. It's one of the best things that's come to YouTube and the kind of like personal creators and really all this, like what you're saying, the creativity that comes out of the individual. It's so amazing. You know, they say broadcast yourself and it couldn't be true. Admi- man, Keith, you could not be more right. I wish more people were into that stuff. They think it's tedious, but it's really not. It's, it, it shows you the whole yeah. process, the mentality, the emotionality that goes into to build. When you build, you yep. know, you guys have built things from nothing. You've created something amazing we know. out of absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. Somebody has so to. this is about you ejecting your personality, your soul into something. You know what it's all about. I wish other people would, would get, get your the baby. Bug. So you talk, know? so hitting you on that, of- you know, you've taken, you know, you've moved from all of these things and now currently you've built this platform, Rankopedia. Like what, what was the passion to building that and, and how has it grown up until this point? And, and what are you guys doing currently? Like, uh, let's hear that story. I want to, yeah. Where are you driving with it? Give us some updates. Yeah. This is a real passion, real passion. I can tell you, know? you can feel it when you're talking about it, man. It's, it's a beautiful thing. This is more than my baby. This is one of those things where it was my baby when I first thought of it. And now it's everybody else's baby. And I'm just, I'm just hanging on with my, my fingernails trying to keep hold of this thing, man, because everybody else is doing great stuff. Let me tell you what, what it was. So the promise of the internet, when we were, when we were, but young nippers, all of us, we were promised that, you know, you could go to the internet and get the information you wanted the way you wanted it right at your fingertips. And like, Wow, that's really cool. So if I wanted to know a thing, I could go ask it and find out, right? That's really cool. Maybe if I wanted to know about like what product was best, I could do that. And that's that was so amazing. And then the marketers got in the way. And what they did is they started shoving at you what they wanted you to see, not what you asked for, but what they wanted you to right. see. The first 20 pages of, of Google and Yelp are all people who bought their way there. If you go there and, and look for something, it doesn't help you in any way. It's like you have to now go to the phone book anyway, pick it up and call them and say, well, can I do whatever, right? How stupid. How, what a bastardization of a beautiful idea. So Rankopedia came along and did away with all that. What Rankopedia is, is a big data, artificially intelligent, ranking, matching search engine that can't be gamed. In other words, you can't buy your way to the top of it. You can't. Go in and game the the uh, algorithm to uh, to manipulate to, to get the top of, of search uh, search results. It doesn't work that way. But what you can do as a as a provider in any industry is go and tell your story. What makes you great? You know your education, things you do. Do you take cryptocurrency? Have you had military background? What do you do in the community? Um, things about you personally, about the personality of your company. That's what you're telling it all about. Mm. The AI then uses that. To have people that come in and say, I, I want something like this and it matches. So them you up. could put into the and search it, engine, you know, I want a vet, a military vet that has done, you know, I don't know, combat field medicine. And then they're a plastic surgeon. Like you could get that detailed or what? Yes, you can. Wow. But even better, let's, let's do this. Let's say, for example, you go in and say, type in migraine. I'm well, having one of those right you know, about now. Right now. I hear you. Get this man a beer. Get him an injectable. Ah. Oh, here we go. So what Rankopedia does, Rankopedia understands that a migraine is not about a product or a service. It's about solving a problem. Mm. So it, for example, one of the things it'll, it'll bring up in its search listings are TMJ therapy because people with TMJ can create migraines. Chiropractic. What is uh, TMJ? Temporal mandibular 
syndrome. It's a jaw problem. People grind their teeth or whatever. You have a jaw problems, you know, might be dislocations, whatever else. Very common, by the way, a lot of people. So, but it understands that and it knows the difference between what things are. It doesn't recommend because somebody bought their way for advertising. It actually goes through and finds the best solutions. By the way, it learns. It is artificial intelligence. So over time, as people come back and say, you know, I did that. I tried that that uh, solution. It was good for me. And they rate it. The system learns these things. And then we'll begin recommending more heavily things that are more effective for certain kinds of things. If you go, for an example, and type in dentistry, it'll show you the list of dentists in your area that are top rated. But what if you say, Dentistry. Uh, I want to make sure that they have uh, that they're involved with the community. I want to make sure that they uh, have appointments on Tuesdays. Uh, that they're highly rated, not just by consumers, but by other doctors in their industry. That'd be cool. Rankpedia does all that stuff. It lets you very clearly define what it is you need or what your what's what your values are, and ranks based on your values, not on what some marketer said you should have. Interesting. We're back to the promise of the internet. This is the ultimate idea of what Rankpedia is. It's also the reason why it's taken seven years to build. There are seven different uh, actual AI bots in there. In fact, I'll tell you, it's a quick summary. This is really cool. We invented our own kind of AI for it. Just so people know, every you know, heard about AI, they think it's really kind of a cool Machine idea. Here's what, here's what AI really is. In AI, you define a set of environmental parameters, what the rules that you're going to operate are. Then you define a goal. And then you say, now, run a simulation. And it uses those and it does the thing. And then a human being goes, good dog or bad dog. Either it was closer to what I wanted or less close. And it goes through a thousand iterations like that to finally get to a, a result. That's what machine learning is about. The problem with that is you have the human in the middle. And the human can dictate what a good solution is. This is the problem that Google has. You know, when Go when you have a Google search looking for a politician, there's somebody out there saying this is the better one to have. You're in you're instantly injecting human foibles into the system. What we did is we invented a system that has none of that. It's a totally closed system. I cannot, from the outside, manipulate my AI. It learns on its own with its own parameters. Because we actually taught it in a way of what is a good thing or what is a bad thing from its own standpoint. Why don't they hold the not? From, why don't they hold the elections through Rankopedia then? Politicians and ranking politicians are one of the things we're going to be doing. Would it be cool to be able to go to Rankopedia and say, "I'm looking for a politician that votes the way I want them to vote"? That, that, that's a that's, great idea. How do you that's do that? Not now? Push through marketing, right? That's that's just raw intelligence. Raw experience. exactly that that raw, people get to choose. That very easily. It's designed to do that kind of stuff. We can rank bands. We can rank, obviously, products and services and people and, uh, pr and professionals who provide products and locations and entire, you know, entire companies full of individual. So people is that the next altogether. pivot? Is that where you guys are moving towards now? Is is kind of building and expanding into other industries other than just like medical? Oh yeah, medical is only one aspect. We're actually right now we're adding uh, pet services. We'll be adding things like law pretty soon. We're working on education. We have, we have uh, 50,000 universities already in the system. So imagine, wouldn't it be great to say, you know what? I'm looking for a university that can teach, who's the best one that can teach me this subject? Oh, okay. Or that, know, that knows globally what this is. Rankopedia can do that. Do you use any, do you use any particular technologies for the AI? How, like, and how maybe is the data stored for just some of our kind of more technical 100% invented in-house. Because the application is so unique, we had to invent the wow. AI itself too. 
What what did it cost? So, uh, like what what are the costs for for those entrepreneurs out there that are like you know thinking of building a platform? Because I feel like there's so many. There's so many of those, especially when like Uber first came out, you know how many inquiries we got for, you know, the pet stores, but the Uber version or the, you know, the, the, the go and, and hang out and meet at a bar, but it's the Uber, ver- like we got a million inquiries of these types of, of projects and platforms. But the one thing that people don't really realize is that to create a platform, even a simplistic idea doesn't mean that it's it's simple and easy on the back end and and what's powering these solutions you know what for those for those either entrepreneurs that kind of want to get into what you're doing or the area or are currently building one but they're kind of on an early stage like what what little advice would you give them like in, in terms of you know, what, what did it cost to get to rank a PDF? If you can range number, or and obviously it took seven years. Like people don't realize that these things take a lot of time. Usually like those unicorns that have very quick success are not the general blanket, you know, statement for, for most of these technology companies. So, you know, what, what was the timeline for that? Yeah. If everyone was able to build Uber overnight, everybody would be billionaires. Exactly. It's just yep. the simple truth of it that no one wants to hear. <laughs> it costs $60,000 to build Uber. You know, can you, can you do that? Can you do it for 45? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here. I, I've got 2,500 bucks. That's my budget. Can you, you know, yeah. I, I'll tell you what a great question this is. And you really have two questions in here. One is what is the actual investment? Well, what's the cost to do a thing? But then also there's the human toil. What, what's, what happens to me to get there? You know, the reality is that, that if you want to, an entrepreneur is really a unique individual because they're willing to do things that the average person is not. They have to take risks, but the risk can't be unbalanced. They've got to be smart mm-hmm. risks. You've got to understand how to measure the risk of one thing against what your outcome is going to be. And you have to be willing to take that risk and fail and not die in the, in the process. Every single step along the way is that way. I, I tell a joke all the time. I have no interest in gambling in Vegas because I can just fuck up one decision in my company and, and lose millions. I, you know, it's easy to do, but, but you build those things over time and you, and you build your confidence in them over time. Um, but the other thing too, is you have to understand that it does take money to do this. You have to have money to live on while you're not making any money building your product, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be able to attract interest. And we've, we've been really good about that. I've got to tell you without arrogance and, and with the exception of the company of this, this uh, podcast, we've got the best, the best people to do this project in the world that we could ever find. And I mean, I we've worked it. to find them. I can really say this. They, they're all unique individuals in rare ways to do their jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, so much so that it terrifies me to give advice to these people or to tell them what I think because they, they know. So I'm, I'm better stand off out of their, out of their uh, wheelhouse, let them do what they do really well. And they do really well. We had an example today. We're making some more changes to the AI, for example. And, and every time I see what this guy puts together, it's like my jaw is on the floor. So that's yeah. the other thing too, is what's the human creative cost? And how do you find the, that team to make that work? Because it never happens in a vacuum. It's not one guy doing it. It's a bunch of people to get together. And tell me, tell me if you don't agree with this statement. Being partners in a business is like being married to somebody you don't love. It could be someone that you love though. It like, has to be true. From a, a, a non-sexual standpoint, but yes, I, I I could agree with that statement for sure. Like you don't you don't you love them the love same them. that you would obviously someone that you're 
physically and emotionally attracted to, but yes, you do love them in another sense. You know, maybe you don't define it as love, but it's, it's a, it's a brotherhood, if you will, or, or a sisterhood or, or whatever the case may be. But yes, for sure. It's, it's a, it's a, a theyhood. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're not politically correct on this podcast so we don't really use those but if you're sensitive subscribe to somebody else but yes uh if they're sensitive, yeah I, I can totally agree to that man it's it's very true you know keith and i have embarked on some some side hobby project like this is keith and i this whole podcast and uh for instance, our sponsor Squadcast, you know, we're we're only 11 episodes in. We just started this year, uh, early, early this year. And uh, we had the idea late, like midway through 2018, him and I got together and we spent about six months. We had no idea what it was like to like produce a show, get guests on, et cetera. But we've gotten this rhythm. We've gotten this, this format. We've built it through trial and error. I mean, I've told this story many a times, but I mean, you'll appreciate this because you're a, you're a, you know, you've, you've co-hosted and hosted your own shows, but you know, the first episode we ever had was very gracious guest, uh, Cam Kashani. She's amazing. She's kind of like a, uh, uh, a business coach and life coach, but she's the real deal. Like, you know, you hear those, you're like, Oh, you know, sometimes you hear those, you're like, yeah, whatever. She's the real deal. Like she's actually built big companies and now she she's really you know honed into her own thing and she's all about empowering women as well and and helping them in in the technology ecosystem and startup because they do have a disadvantage in a lot of ways um especially like raising it's it's definitely equalized a bit and it's growing etc it's its own subset and they're doing really well but anyways point being 15 minutes before she got there, the memory card for the camera, like we didn't even know what setting up was, right? The memory card didn't work. It, it just, it, it like, it broke. I don't know. The, the metadata was just gone and it was not registering to the camera. So this is 15 minutes before our first interview and we're, I'm sweating bullets, man. I'm like, what the hell's going on? So luckily I got this guy on, you know, he, he works his, his coding magic, got it worked up, rebooted the the son of a bitch. And we got it back online about two minutes before she showed up, man. And we just took a breath and we're like, you know what? It is what it is. We're here. We're just going to do it, man. Like if it, if it messes up, we mess up and we accidentally wasted her time, but it ended up being a great experience and et cetera. So, you know, we're always trying to push and, and do our own things too, but we've been pretty much married now for, for some years. And, uh, it's, it's been a growing, we, we've gone through some, some we're tough fucking. times. We've gone through some amazing highs, but so, you know, some, some lows and some hard times too. And you know what? The one thing that I can appreciate about being, you know, business married to, and, you know, I could pretty, the, I got a ring, a hidden ring that I wear for him on, uh, on the other hand sometimes, but you know, we, on we, his uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know, it's, it's amazing that to have someone, he's got like every other talent that I don't have ever like i can't do anything this man does there's some things that i do that he can't do and so like we just we really embrace That's each right. other and we're just we're always the one thing no matter if like if he's pissed at me or i'm pissed at him a little bit doesn't matter like five minutes later we'll get over it we'll keep pushing on keep pushing forward but it it, it is a marriage man and, and you do have to learn mutual respect it, exactly man 
Exactly. Yeah. And there's got to be just enough overlap to where there can be high level dialogue and, and solid communication. Yeah. That's that's really the key. And, and I can imagine, uh, doc, Dr. Nieder, that at your companies, that's always been the case. I mean, that's what's driven, you know, Ticketmaster to where Ticketmaster was, Rankopedia to where Rankopedia is, you know, because you hire the right people for the right jobs and there's enough communication fostered between all of them to really drive the vision of and the And respect. Right Literally, it's respect. You know? And respect. The story you told is, is so exam a great example. My, my business partner and I are, are kind of the same thing. We have had some really heavy knockdown dragouts. But we we always emerge from the fact that we love each other because the guy, I mean, the guy is, I got to tell you, my business partner is just fucking amazing. Mm -hmm. He really is. Um, brilliant guy, big vision, uh, you know, real powerful, really, really uh, concerted and really focused and and yet still the nicest guy you'd ever want to be around, yeah. you know. And I'm, I'm more the, you know, bounce off the wall kind of guy. So we're a good, a good combination. And we have these knockdown dragouts and we know it's about the passion of the product. Exactly. And in fact, it makes us a stronger company because we do it. And all of our team, you know, everybody, we, we have people, it's okay in my company not to agree. Have you ever heard of the, the 10th man idea? The 10th man? Uh, I've heard of the 12th no, man no, idea. Might be the same thing. All it means is that uh, if you have a group and they all agree on a thing, one of the, the members, the 10th guy effectively, must take the opposite of, uh, mm. attack. And and the re and the thought process behind it is, even if he agrees with it, the idea is you want to bring out the the probabilities, the the possibilities of failure, and focus on those as well, and know them so you're ready for them. One hundred percent. It's a great great concept. One hundred percent. So we're all about that. We want we want to have both sides, and and we're okay uh, when when we don't. Isn't agree. that interesting? Like it, it's such a like where where did the debates go these days? You know what I mean? Like where where's the where did the capability of having an honest debate go? It's it's and I. I'm I'm flabbergasted, man. I, I feel I feel like I'm in another era, another planet when we have these, you know, right now the presidential debate's going on. We're we're missing a bit of it, and I'm sorry for keeping you guys from that. We'll we're about to wrap up anyways. But I mean, it's 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 that concept, you know, that honest, brutally honest truth, because you care about the the other person enough to ask them, you know, their opinions on how to get to that next milestone the next goal the next mission and and then to which mm -hmm. ultimately will drive you to accomplishing the overall mission right and having that can't like just right. openly honest conversation of like you know well i don't like that because of x y and z what do you think about like there's this isn't gonna work here's what i'm thinking and this is why mm -hmm. but but also leaving the the other end open to saying, you know, I'm open to hearing about your opinions and your thoughts and let's come to a median. Like let's work together because it's the only way this works. It's the yeah. only way. Even if, Even you're, if you're stupid wrong. and wrong and I don't agree with you ever. You know, the one thing, the one thing we always do is um, when we agree to take a, a tack, if it's a different one than, than we, you know, I have one way and he wants to go the other way. We, we agree on what the outcome mm -hmm. has to be. We understand that whatever path we do, we take, that's the outcome we want. If we miss it, okay, then we can try the other way. If we don't miss it, give a shit which yeah. one's right. Getting being being the right one doesn't make you a winner. Mm -hmm. It just makes you the right one. Decision. Yeah. And man, with that kind of tack, you've got power. Oh God, you got power. Right. Yeah. 
because you really just want to always be driving yep. forward. Yep. 100%. So, so on that, can you leave our listeners, our CTAP audience with, you know, who, who either wish to start a company, the go-getters or the ones that are currently in the trenches building out their vision of the world, a piece of advice that, you know, either you've been given throughout your journey or that you've learned yourself, uh, leave them with a little bit of wisdom and advice to maybe help their process grow a little bit faster or let them, let them, you know, just be more effective in their day to day. Yes. I'll tell you what, the three-step process, let me tell you the three-step process, very simple. Know clearly and specifically what your outcome is. Know what it is you want to do. Don't just be vague and say, I want to be a millionaire, millionaire or you know, I want to change the world. I mean, you've got to be really specific. I want to do this and I will know when I'm done when this mm. is done. Right. So number one, mm. define the end first. Know what, what makes you accomplish that. Number two, take a step every day that gets you in that direction. And it's got to be something that is less than fun. Some people want to work only on their logo because it's fun designing and that's really cool, but it doesn't get you to your goal. There are people who can do it for 50 bucks. Why would you spend your time doing that? There are people who can clean your house for a hundred bucks. Why would you spend your time doing that? Go after your goal, spend that time going after your goal. And the third part, so begin with the end in mind, right? Figure out what you want. Take a step every day, specifically that is not fun or whatever, but it gets you where you want to go. Make sure you do that. That's part of your, your commitment. And thirdly, redefine your goal before you reach it. When you start seeing your goal coming to you and it's within arm's reach, set the goal beyond it. Don't revel in the fact you've made it go further. Keep moving forward. That's the, the three-path path method. If you do that, if you make that commitment and you never vary from it, you have to be successful in maybe not what you originally wanted either. Sometimes you have to redefine that, but you will be successful. I guarantee it. Wow, man. That's such sage, powerful advice. If confidence had a face, it would be him. Yelp is soon to be a thing Ugh. of the past. Once Rankopedia takes over, he heard the call and took action. Dr. Dennis Nieder, thank you so much for coming on our show, my man. We appreciate you for sharing your credible story and we welcome you to the CTAP family. I am a th I'm thrilled to be here. By the way, thank you guys for doing what you're doing too. Think about how many people out there need to hear the message you guys have and you're providing a platform for it. I mean, that's fucking amazing. Thank you for those words. It's not about you, it's about your audience. I'm, you're doing a great job, man. I'm really proud of you. I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Ow! Many of you ask how you can support our show. Head on over to iTunes, now called Apple Podcast. Hit that subscribe button, maybe a five-star review. Leave us a comment. Let us know how we're doing. We genuinely care and want to know. We love feedback. Also, any other audio platform you listen to them on, subscribe there as well. It really helps us out, means the world to us. So thanks for tuning in. Thank you for supporting us. We have a guest lineup for the remainder of the year that's killer. Can't wait to share these episodes with you. So stay tuned, stay chill, stay calm, stay safe. See you next week. Toodles.